morning, everybody. We are back from the races. It is the 2nd of November. It's the Marcus Today morning meeting podcast. You've got Henry Jennings and Marcus Padley. And this is, of course, usual rules, general advice only, if it's advice at all, not suited to your personal financial circumstances. Henry, I missed the RBA yesterday. You didn't miss a lot, I have to say. It was pretty widely anticipated. There was only a couple of outliers, 25 basis points. The index was doing pretty well beforehand. It was up 60-odd points, kicked on this morning just above 7,000 levels so that magnetic 7,000 level so it was pretty much as anticipated governor continues to say that he's data dependent which is all well and good but he completely ignored the 7.3% CPI number last week which was worse than expected and he completely ignored the fact that he'd upgraded their uh, forecast for peak inflation to 8% so he's not really that data dependent at all we've got one more meeting for 2023 I mean the, the Dow Jones is now at 13.9% in just under a month. And we're obviously running on the idea of a soft pivot and everything depends on what the FOMC say tonight. But the RBA did kick this off with their last meeting and this meeting going 25-25 instead of 50-50 is leading the world. But everything on the Fed tonight, any thoughts on that, Henry? Well, I think it'll be all about the questions and answers that Mr. Powell will be faced with after the meeting. So this is one of those ones where he does get to be quizzed. So I suspect it will be 75 basis points with more to come. You know, looking at the US market, 14% in a month is the best month ever. Uh, September was a disaster. October was fantastic. And I think what was important was the US results season. Apart from big techs getting smashed, which is hard to sympathize with them sometimes, I must admit, the results seasons were pretty good. I mean, especially energy companies were just killing it. Caterpillar did well. A lot of the, the dull, boring, prosaic stocks did very well. A similar sort of thing for our market. I've written in the strategy piece today about it being a tale of three cities, the banks, the resources, and the rest. And if you look at the resources, they've just been heading down ever since the Chinese Congress and the reiteration of their COVID zero policy. The iron ore price is down 17%, which takes it down 65% from the top last year. So we've got one of our major sectors absolutely on the nose. There was a bit of a bounce in iron ore overnight. There were suggestions that the uh, Chinese are forming a committee to reassess the COVID zero policy, but that was very short term overnight. So our resources looking a little bit better today, but the resources sector is still going down. And then the bank sector, can you believe it? The bank sector is up 15.8% from the bottom two weeks ago after the Bank of Queensland results and the CBA AGM. So our index, which is up something like 7% from the bottom, is all a bit irrelevant because it's really about different sectors doing different things. And as far as the FOMC, I know you were going to ask me, what do I think about the FOMC, Henry? I was. I reckon that the Fed are unlikely to change course dramatically because at every opportunity in the last couple of months, they have continued to say that they are going to stick to the plan and continue their pressure on inflation. And I think it would be almost reckless for them to abandon that abruptly. So I would say that they will continue to keep that sort of tone. But I do think the market has already, even if they don't soft pivot tonight, 
they are doing little more than delaying the eventual soft pivot. And the market's already started to move in anticipation of peak aggression and anticipation of peak rates. So whilst we will get a bloody nose because the US market's up 9% in the last few weeks, even if we get a bloody nose tomorrow morning or tonight, I think the market will fairly quickly resurrect its optimism and there will be buyers on weakness rather than let's get out of the market forever type of reaction. So I think it's a bit of a risk tonight, obviously, but I think we will survive ultimately. And if we if we do get a bad night, we've all got to go back to what the lows were last month. And those will be our resistance levels. If we drop through there, we can all give up. But I think we'll find fairly quick support. Otherwise, what have you got in Henry's take today? Oh, I looked this morning at Medibank Private, or as it's now called, Medibank Public, because clearly has become public in terms of its data. Now, obviously, it's had reputational damage. It's been attacked. But what I found interesting, and not a lot of people know this, as uh, Michael Kane would say, is that in America last year, corporates paid $1.2 billion from ransomware-related payments. $1.2 billion. So clearly, Medibank Private is not alone in being targeted. Now, there's obviously two, two issues for Medibank. It's the cost of sorting it all out, and then there's the reputational risk on people leaving the fund. Now, funds, health funds, tend to be quite sticky. In fact, so sticky that the government mandated being able to change far easier. And they're also bloody complicated, very complex. The second biggest is Booper, which is hardly making a big splash on its webpage about, you know, come on over, guys, we're safe, etc. So Medibank Private, to me, they got an AGM on the 16th of November, we're going to hear more. But, you know, it's boring, it's dull, uh, higher interest rates helping, reputational risk, obviously, uh, they're going to take a hit from sorting this out. But in time, and they have recovered quite, you know, I was talking this at $2.80 on CNBC, they're now three bucks. So clearly, I am not Robinson Crusoe here. And I've got another one for you. If you look at Medibank, if you look at the numbers in your section today, Henry, yield 7.3% and 7.8% next year. PE, which is sub-market, 16 times, 15 times. Return on equity, 23% consistently over a long period of time. This is an income stock effectively. Yep, it's it never is. going to be it's never going to be a growth stock and it's just dropped from three dollars fifty to three dollars on the back of a, a breach which will be forgotten in six months. Well it, it will be as long as the members don't leave. I will uh see your Medibank and raise you Australian Financial Group. I was at the races with a guy in the mortgage business who actually used to run a listed mortgage business and he now runs his own mortgage origination business and uh, some point will come to the market. He looks at AFG and was saying he is envious of their core business. And that prompted me to ask Leighton to do a buy, hold, sell. But as I look at the numbers on AFG, uh, the share price is down 38% in a year. It's on a PE of 7.3, a yield of 9.7, which grosses up to 13.9%. This is another stock which is boring. It is never going to be a high growth stock. It is more like an annuity stock for an income investor. It might well be a fabulous stock for an income investor with their share price off as much as it is. And with this suggestion that it does have a very solid core business. Return on equities close to 30% has been for the last three years, predicted to be for the next four years. I don't think excitement is what income investors want. They probably won't get it, but they will get a dividend. Right. What else have we got coming up? We've got the FOMC meeting tonight. We have Westpac's full year results on 
on Monday. We've got ANZ and Macquarie going ex-dividend on Monday. If you want to buy those for income, you need to do that this week. We've got NAB's full year results coming up on Wednesday next week, dividend the week after. Otherwise, it's all on the Fed tonight. We live in fear and hope that they do some sort of soft pivot. But as I say, I think it's unlikely they'll throw all that work away with one comment tonight. So I would suggest more of the same, which might, after a good rally in the US markets, be a little bit disappointing. We will see. In the strategy portfolio, you'll see the strategy and ideas portfolios in the strategy piece today. They are positioned for a soft pivot. And uh, notably, though, there are no resources in there. I've written about the resources in a separate section today, which uh, is called Marcus on Iron Ore. And there is a fabulous buying opportunity coming up in resources, but it clearly isn't yet. Lots of charts in there as well. All the metal prices are down. Iron ore price down 65%. The sector at the bottom of its trading range. And at some point, it'll be a buy. But whilst global recession is the next theme we'll start focusing on if we get over our interest rate fears, resources probably not going anywhere for a while. I know that you're down on resources, but resources cover such a huge gamut. You know, you've got mineral resources nearly at all-time highs, Pilbara all-time highs. Anything that's got lithium in it is just steaming ahead. Atlantic lithium, which I talked to at a resource conference a couple of weeks ago, they're up 14% today on the back of some good results coming out of Ghana. So it may be that iron ore stocks and gold miners are not doing too well but the rest of the sector's not doing too badly. A very well-made point because this is very much an iron ore thing. And you can't see in the resources sector chart, it's not performing that badly. It's really when you go and look at Fortescue Metals or Rio that you begin to see that there are resources stocks which are offering a great opportunity. And then there's the rest because the resources sector chart includes in particular 20% of energy stocks which have been doing okay, plus all those other resources stocks which are not exposed to iron ore or necessarily metal prices and some of them have done particularly well. Good. Anything else, Henry? Doing the call today with um, my mate Andrew Wyland and once in a lifetime <laughs> no ETFs on the docket and all major stock. What time's that, Henry? That's at noon. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everyone. We will be back with the end of day podcast. Fingers crossed for tonight.